For the ANA's Champions of Growth podcast, I'm Andrew Somer. This podcast brings together subject matter experts from across the ANA, as well as industry leaders to cover issues that impact marketers in creating a stronger and more sustainable economic future for brands and the people they serve. Each month, we'll focus on one of the 12 points of the ANA growth agenda. For today's episode, we'll be diving into brand, creativity, and experience. Joining us is Adrian Ingold, interim CMO at Jack in the Box. The Director of Influencer Marketing at the ANA, Leah Marshall, sat down with Adrian to discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic has shaped Jack in the Box's approach to marketing, shifts Adrian has noticed in marketing strategies and consumer habits following the COVID-19 shutdown, what elements of Jack's culture has allowed it to thrive during this moment in time, trends marketers can look at over the next 12 months, and recent Jack campaigns like hashtag stay in the box and prom 2020 that reflect its unique approach to innovation, creativity, and brand experience. Welcome Adrian and Leah. Adrian, to kick things off, I'm curious, how has COVID-19 shaped Jack in the Box's approach to marketing? Thanks, Leah. Thanks for having me. This is a quite a pandemic and a whirlwind of change that we've all been through over the last uh, more than a few months now. And COVID-19 has absolutely changed the approach to marketing we take at Jack in the Box. I think when the restaurant industry and culture was faced with all of the change that hit us in mid-March, we really needed to find a way to continue to reinforce Jack's personality and our connection with consumers, but also address new priorities and keeping people safe and communicating that. And, you know, when the world shut down and consumers went home for the first time, we really felt it was our job as marketers to teach them, you know, once they went through all of the groceries that they had hoarded off the shelves, we needed to teach them that being in lockdown meant you get in your car once a day and you go through a drive through for a safe and contactless way of picking up some other food so that you don't have to cook a meal. And so we did that with a very swift change in our advertising, changed all of our messaging, cobbled together commercials within about a week to get new messaging out to consumers to let them know that we were open and we were here to serve them in a safe manner. And we really had to change our media approach too. You know, we're starting to see recently sports come back, which has been, you know, a wonderful reprieve for many people. But back in March and April, that was not the case. And so we had to shift holistically how we looked at our media spend, moving out of those commuter-driven channels and sports, like I said, into more of the content opportunities when people were home binging content through their digital devices. And as you know, COVID has continued to evolve and we've seen ebbs and flows and lockdowns. You know, recently this week, many different states have reinitiated lockdowns, many municipalities here in California as well. And we've had to sort of always be relevant and conscious of what our consumers are going through. And you know, folks have been through very different versions of this pandemic. Our footprint spans 22 states. And so we've really uh, challenged ourselves to be mindful of the situation in each of those areas that each of our consumers is going through so that we can really be tailored in our approach to serving them in the way that they need in that moment, in that place. And that doesn't change as we continue to sort of ride this wave of COVID. 
It's so interesting. I still remember, I think it was like March 16th in Chicago when we got news of the shutdown. And in my head, first of all, it just, it felt like how the heck am I going to get through two weeks of shutdown? Lo and behold, like nine or 10 months later, here we are still. I'm curious if Jack kind of sensed or predicted that it wouldn't be kind of like a two week shutdown and like then things would be back to normal. And like, this could be for the long haul. I'm not sure anyone had the crystal ball as to how long this would last. And I think many projections were that we'd be back into normalcy long before now. Uh, But what we did know is that we had a unique opportunity at Jack in the Box to serve people in this new environment. We are blessed that we have drive-throughs in in most of our restaurants. And we actually do a higher proportionate amount of our business through the drive-through than even many of our QSR competitors. Uh So when consumers are looking for a safe way to pick up food, that is an easy option. And through the mobile app with our order ahead and pickup capability and our partnerships with delivery providers, we've been able to serve people with these safe options in many different formats. That's great. How did you approach the different messaging channels to like loyal customers as well as potential customers that were open, this is safe, come join us? I think it was important that we got the word out to consumers in all of our channels that we were a safe option. We were making changes to the way we did business to ensure their safety. So not only through social media, paid media and digital and more traditional channels, we really wanted to show showcase a couple of key measures that we were taking. One, our dining rooms were largely closed. So we highlighted those options of the drive-through, order ahead and pick up through the mobile app and our delivery partnerships. We also changed our operational approach. So, you know, the restaurant industry is largely a clean and safe environment as it is. There are extremely detailed cleaning procedures that were already part of our day-to-day, but we highlighted those for consumers so they could feel comfortable that we were taking the step necessary. We showed our employees in some of our advertising, you know, with their masks on, taking all of the precautions mm-hmm. necessary to keep our guests safe. We instituted uh, little stickers on our takeout bags that showed that those bags were sealed. So if they were being delivered to you through a delivery provider, you felt good that nobody was touching your French fries and stealing yeah. an extra one on the way to your house. <laughs> and so we really wanted to show consumers all of these more pragmatic messages in our advertising, which was a change, I think, for a lot of advertisers where we're usually highlighting our product or, you know, the fun personality of our brands. It was important for us to have these more serious messages to give people ease of mind and coming to see us. Do you think any of these changes will stick past, like once we get back to the new normal, or I guess maybe normal again, do you think any of these more kind of like safety precautions will stick? I do think we're going to see a lot of the learnings from COVID stick. Not only do we see in the data, you know, from many different outlets, but in particular, I pay attention to the Harris poll data that comes through the ANA partnership. And you know, time and time again, we keep hearing throughout this that many of the consumer behaviors that people have adopted will stick. That means that we need to continue to serve them in the ways that we are because their expectations are not going to sort of go away. And I do think that as we look at our not only operational procedures, things like those safe stickers, but also our messaging, it is important for us to continue to tell people what's happening around our business to give 
give them that peace of mind that they can come to us. As we see, you know, many places shut down again this week, we're not done with this message. You know, it's important for people to still feel like this is a good, safe option for us. And I think it's great. I think you have to find the silver lining. And I think COVID has propelled us into a new place of reevaluating our media channels, reevaluating how we talk with consumers, having that open dialogue about what we're doing to protect them and serve them in this crazy environment. And that's not a bad thing. That's such a good attitude. I love that. I'm curious to hear kind of going larger scale, what are some of the shifts in marketing strategies you've seen industry-wide since COVID-19 shutdowns that you think are kind of interesting or creative, worth noting? I think there have been some changes uh, industry-wide as we look at how marketers approach the business and how the business looks to marketing. I would say that now more than ever, we are listening to what consumers want from us. And obviously that was a focus for marketing prior to COVID. But I think for brands that were maybe laggers and really using consumer data real-time data and being actionable in a very short turnaround period, you know, they've been sort of forced into this new reality. And I think likewise, because of the consumer focus, the business units are now looking to marketing to help guide what we do to support the business. You know, I sit among an executive team that has a lot of smart people in a lot of different areas of our business. But when we're talking about listening to consumer data and what consumer expectations are and needs are of us, it puts me at the center of the conversation to say, operations partner, let me help you think through what we need to do internally. Supply chain, you know, there's impact there because some of our plants had been shut down throughout the pandemic. You know, every aspect of our business, training our employees, HR, you know, what is the message we're sending to our employees? All of that sort of comes back to thinking about the human first. Yeah. And if we truly are marketing to people, whether those are our internal you know, employees or our customers, it's important that sense of person first, human first drives the decision-making. And that naturally falls into the lap of the marketer to be a lead in that conversation. And so I've seen a little bit of a shift across the executive team in terms of how we focus the conversation on the person. That's great. And speaking of data, what data have you seen in terms of shifts in consumer buying habits? As we continue to navigate COVID, there definitely have been shifts in consumer buying habits. We have seen an incredible uptick, as many brands have, in adoption of mobile um, and digital technology. So again, while the digital guest experience was something that most of us marketers had been heavily focused on prior to the pandemic, we've been accelerated into that being a table stake now. And I think the brands that are doing well in those digital touch points are the ones that are capturing consumers more effectively right now. We've seen at, the, at Jack in the Box even a 50% uptick in uh, registrations within our mobile app. And many of those registrations are coming from folks that we would normally consider laggers in technology adoption, you know, older generations, things like that. And now we have this incredible opportunity to keep them in the brand and make sure that we're delivering relevant content and offers so that they want to keep using us as their COVID solution. That's interesting. I lead relationship marketing at the ANA as well as influencer. And so we just had a committee meeting this week on shifts in loyalty programs because of like COVID habit changes. And it's just interesting to look at. So now that there's so much more mobile app adoption, you have CRM opportunities, you have loyalty opportunities as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm curious, what elements of Jack's culture has allowed it to thrive during this moment in time? You know, we have a unique set of equities, if you will, at Jack. Uh, we're a very different brand. We consider ourselves a challenger in the QSR space. And yeah. some of the truths and equities about our brand that were already in existence before COVID, I think, have served us really well. People are looking for something that's open, you know, basic need. You're not really sure the mom and pop shops are shutting down in April. And even now you're not sure who is shutting down again versus staying open. Because we are known for being open 24-7 and late night, people sort of always assumed that Jack was open. And I think that served us well. We also have an incredibly complex uh, menu, a lot of variety, and it makes for a busy back of house. <laughs> but we also, um, I think, has have seen the benefit of that through COVID because when you're trying to serve your whole family, make sure that everybody can get something that makes them happy, we're a great option. You can also come to us five times in a week and not feel like you're eating the same old chicken sandwich again. So it does make it easy for people to put Jack as part of their repertoire through COVID. And I would say, you know, we provide a bit of an escape. We are that craveable indulgence, you know, give in to myself and that little treat that I need to make myself feel better. It's kind of like comfort food on steroids. And so when you want ooey gooey, cheesy French fries to just, you know, feel normal for a second, <laughs> Jack is a great option. And I think that those those aspects about the brand will continue to serve us as we move forward. You know, we're definitely in the heart of the holiday season now. And when we can't connect with consumers and we can't have that sense of family and comfort food and sort of feeling all warm and fuzzy, not only can Jack provide that through the food that we offer because it is so indulgent, but also through the experiences. You know, we really pride ourselves on being the brand that celebrates connection between consumers. And especially now at a time when people need that more than ever, we we want to create these opportunities to bring people together, you know, virtually and in safe ways so that they have that sense of community that we're all, you know, longing for so much right now. Have you seen any kind of unusual or surprising changes in like top top selling items on the menu that were a little unexpected? I would say what was expected or maybe not surprising is that we did see some of our late night and breakfast sales decrease, although they're being eaten at other times of day. Yeah. So while people weren't commuting to work and stopping by us at six o'clock in the morning, they still wanted a breakfast jacket at noon. Similarly, late night products, you know, they're not out at the club and coming to us afterward, but they did want to have that, you know, fan favorite food that they love so much. And so they would order it for lunch. We have seen a lot of our snackable items continue to perform well for us. Those $3 add-ons, those are typically more of our fun foods too. Yeah. So I think when people want to let their hair down a little bit and, you know, have that moment of escape, those serve them really well. I was curious if like a specific item like suddenly just like skyrocketed up. I mean, I know in Chicago we've had curfews even, so that obviously affects, I don't know if in the locations where Jack is, if that's been in play, I imagine, in some it has. Yeah, and even without the curfews, you many of the bars and the venues have been closed. And so people are finding other ways to connect. And, you know, hopefully through delivery, you can, even if you're having a Zoom happy hour <laughs> with your friends, you can still have some Jack delivered and enjoy it that way. That's awesome. Um, what trends do project marketers will see over the next 12 months and beyond? I think that this is unprecedented time for us. And so we're always trying to keep an eye on the changes that are happening around us so that we can make sure that we're reacting as quickly and as smartly as we can to them. But I think that these 
consumer behaviors of working at home, feeling disconnected and craving that, you know, moment of escape, that indulgence through a really safe option are going to continue. So what that means for marketers is that, you know, we're probably going to continue to focus on digital legend, digital led engagement. We are likely going to need a heavy focus on these new consumer habits and bringing consumers that otherwise wouldn't have engaged with us in some of these digital aspects uh, into the fold, making them feel part of the family in that space. We're using uh, music and sports and entertainment in very different ways as marketers, but trying to give consumers that sense of normalcy, that sense of community and entertainment through those channels that they are missing so much. You know, I think as we look forward, we need to just make sure that we have an ear to the ground as to what consumers are wanting. And I suspect that we're going to see a variety in how people come out of this pandemic, not only because states have taken very different approaches to it, but also as we look at the possibility of a vaccine and what types of audiences are, you know, going to receive that vaccine first, likely first responders, and then likely the elderly after that, you know, how do we sort of change our approach by demographic or by person to be able to accommodate where they are in this process. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, most important to pay attention to what consumers needs are and how those are evolving and adapt really quickly, staying true to who your brand is and what people love you for. Love that. Yeah. And it's such an interesting point about the vaccine, how even that will have a really big impact too. Yeah. And it'll be a long tail, I assume. So, you know, this isn't like poof back to normal. We'll be managing through the differences in how people choose to react to that. Some people will not want to take it. Some people will very be very eager to take it. And so within our communities, we'll have a very diverse mix of how people work through that, that phase of this pandemic. And so we'll need to be there for each of those consumers in the way that they need us. And even in terms of the dining option. It's like, how do you phase that back in when half the people have had the vaccine and half haven't? Yeah. And actually we have seen such success through all of our other dining channels, other than dine-in through delivery, through mobile app, takeout, through the drive-thrus that we actually have franchisees who may not reopen their dining rooms. We're doing a great job without them. So, you know, it gives us opportunity to better stage ourselves for uh, heavy drive-through traffic and also for heavy takeout options. So, you know, there's, there may be some things that never go back. Yeah. It's such a good point. Um, again, at this relationship marketing committee meeting we had earlier this week, one of the presenters was saying that Starbucks is doing better than ever, which really surprised me. And then it hit me that, well, maybe it's like a traffic thing, you know, when you don't have people who are parked in the Starbucks coffee shop for like six hours at a time working on a term paper, you know, and they're just in and out. It's just like a greater volume. Yeah, it's interesting. The QSR category as a whole has seen traffic declines prior to COVID, but they have definitely continued. But we have seen an uptick in average check size. And so sales are positively impacted. Um, The question is how we sort of focus on bringing in additional transactions as we move to smaller check sizes eventually, yeah. as I suspect people will stop coming in groups and stop needing to feed their whole family, we'll be back to some of that more commuter driven traffic, which will be a much smaller check size. And we'll have to compound that you know, overcome that with additional traffic. Oh, that's an interesting insight too. Can you share about some recent Jack campaigns? I had mentioned hashtag stay in the box and prom 2020 that reflects its unique approach to innovation, creativity, 
and brand experience. I would love to talk about all the fun <laughs> stuff you're doing it, Jack. You know, I think when consumers want to feel a sense of normalcy through this, they want to be entertained. It's really important for Jack to sort of do what we do best and be a challenger, a disruptor in the category and entertain people. So we've really focused on a couple of virtual experiences through the pandemic that allow us to sort of show our limitless attitude and give people a chance to connect and feel that sense of community. So the first one was a virtual prom that we hosted, as you mentioned, hashtag prom in the box. And it was really a chance for us to not only understand that at the beginning of the pandemic, consumers were uh, particularly high school kids were being affected very directly when their proms were being canceled last minute. Uh, you know, this was early in uh, the shutdowns. We saw an opportunity to give them a chance for seniors to still ex experience this important pillar moment <laughs> in the years. And so we partnered with a bunch of brands to bring together a virtual prom experience. So Black Tux, 1-800-Flowers, Lulu's, and also partnered with two DJs, Diplo and Dylan Francis, to create a virtual prom. And so we created a closed virtual room for two high schools in Los Angeles to allow their students to come and you know have their moment where they could talk to each other and sort of intermix virtually while listening to this amazing music. But we also delivered them their you know normal flower arrangements, corsages, their tuxes, and obviously some jack-in-the-box. And then we broadcast that out virtually so everybody could sort of participate in this interactive event without being in that closed room that each of the high schools had available to them. And the success was awesome. You know, we were really excited to see the reach of that event. And we actually had people internationally, like a great Brazilian representation <laughs> hanging out at prom with us. But it was a chance to sort of say that sense of connection is still important. We just have to do it differently. And then more recently, we launched our first plant-based chicken sandwich and not system-wide in a test market, but we wanted to sort of spark joy with consumers. So we created a chicken scented face mask. You know, this plant-based unchicken sandwich was obviously not a, a traditional uh, chicken product. People still crave that smell of fried chicken. And so that mask delivered just that and, you know, sort of propelled the excitement around the unchicken sandwiches. And we saw some great pickup from that as well. We um, actually made them available to consumers on our website and had so many hits on the site, a couple million hits on the site that the site actually went down for a moment. But we were able to get an unchicken sandwich mask over to Drew Barrymore and she talked about it for us on her show. And it was just a, a fun way to say like, we're all wearing these masks, you might as well smell some delicious jack chicken while you're at it or unchicken. And then with Halloween, obviously that was a challenge for consumers to figure out how to celebrate safely. Yeah. And so we provided guests with a socially distanced Halloween experience in Los Angeles, where we um, created sort of a drive-through Halloween environment and folks were allowed to sort of come in, get their meal, but then also drive through this, you know, creepy Halloween cemetery setup where they could feel a little bit of the holiday and they could actually tune their radio stations to hear Jack himself tell them a bone chilling story about <laughs> Halloween um, as they drove through the experience. So that was really fun. Um, you know, we gave them some swag in the process, helped them feel like they were still getting that, you know, Halloween experience. And we hope to sort of amplify that in the future with the Halloween event. In three days, we saw, I think, over 500 cars come through. 
And uh, we're hoping for future holidays as we think about what we do next, that we can amplify that and spread it to other areas of the country as well, give more people a chance to participate. That's awesome. I mean, we have Thanksgiving, we have the Christmas holidays, we have New Year's Eve, we have Valentine's Day. So I'm sure there's lots of fun in store. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. This was such a great overview, just kind of at a high level of what you anticipate we can see moving forward, but also just some of the really creative stuff that you guys have done at Jack. So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, we look forward to hearing more. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the ANA's Champions of Growth podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and most podcast players. For more information on how the ANA helps drive growth, please visit ana.net backslash growth agenda.